you so much for listening to our podcast today at Word of Life. We know summer is busy with traveling and all things fun, but we have good news for you. You can stay in church even while on vacation through our online campus. You can watch live on Sundays at 10 and 1130 and get fed throughout the week with inspiring articles, message series, and so much more at thelifeonline.cc. Thank you for listening and enjoy the message. Amen, amen. Good morning. Stand up if you will. Everybody, you're probably figuring out who is this, who is this guy? How you guys doing? Doing good? Good morning. My name is Joshua Adams. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Before we get started, I'm going to get into that once more, if you will. It's not church if you didn't say hi to 65 people. Amen. Give someone a hug once more and tell them why you're here at church this morning. Amen. If you have to lie, just lie. Amen. No, don't lie. Don't lie in the house of God. Amen. Amen. This will give me a second here just to open up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. I'm excited. Mm. You guys happy to be in the house of God this morning? Yeah. Amen. My name is Joshua Adams. You can, you're going to stand up while I do this because we're going to work together. Amen. My name is Josh Adams. My wife and I are pastors in Brazil. This is my lovely wife right here. Say hi, baby. The most beautiful woman in the room, glowing. She is, uh, we have three children. Ju- uh, Sophia, I just forgot how old they were. Babe, help me out. Huh? Uh, eight years old. Seven years old, and we also have one on the way. Pray for me. Glory to God. I don't know why we waited so long, but the baby's coming, and we have to, we got to get that figured out. Amen. But we're missionaries in Brazil, and it's an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, Pastor Joel uh, invited me to be here with you. We're actually here on vacation, but we got one more stop, and that is to deliver the message of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I don't know how you came here today, but I want to encourage you. Expectation. Amen. Sit down. God's going to bless you this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Babe, was that the introduction? Should I introduce more? I don't, I don't, I'm so bad at it, introduction. Amen. But I'll just, we're, we're missionaries in Brazil. We've been in Brazil for about eight years now. And uh, we have uh, just a lovely church there. We've uh, been planting. We've been uh, plowing, planting, and propagating for eight years on the mission field. We have seven campuses, three on the way uh, here shortly. And God's just been doing supernatural things in Brazil. And your pastor is, I know you guys know this, but he is an incredible blessing. And uh, they have been, we, we, our relationship just began. You can give him a round of applause. That's good. Let's celebrate your pastor. Our relationship literally just began with them. Uh, a testimony, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I have time to share this, but um, they, they stepped in into our life in the most, uh, the most interesting moment of our life. We were really going through a, a kind of a trial uh, just recently, and they stepped in in a supernatural way and just blessed us. And Pastor Joel was like, hey, I want you to come out. I want you to minister the word. That takes a lot of faith from a man who's never heard me preach before. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And uh, so I'm just so glad to be here, so blessed to be here. And I'm just going to go ahead and skip the formalities. I want to get right into the word of God. Amen. I have an expectation in my heart for what God wants to do in this morning. I've got about two hours with you. Oh, that's 20 minutes. No. Amen. I got 26 minutes. Amen. To to present to you and to uh, place in you a word that I believe is going to transform you in a supernatural way. God has something for us, amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. We're going to start right here. Hallelujah. It says this. It says, 
For the word of God is living. Say amen. amen. We have a living word. Amen. The word that we preach is not just a word that is passive. It is not, it is not just there to help us self-help. It is a living word. It is an active word. Amen. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. And it pierces far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow. And it is able, say able. able. It is able to judge. People don't like that, but it will. It'll convict you. Amen. It'll bring conviction. But it will judge the thoughts in the intentions of the heart. So this morning, you are in the best place that you could possibly be because the Holy Spirit is in this place tonight, today, this morning, to surgically do a work in you this morning. And again, I don't know how you came in here this morning, but the Holy Ghost knows. And He is going to do a work in you that is going to heal, it is going to restore, it is going to set free in the name of Jesus. And I believe that chains are going to fall in the name above all names. Amen. So you're in the right place this morning. I believe that. And I'm confident that the working that is going to be done in these next few moments is going to be not just on a natural level, but on a spiritual level, on a a subatomic level, a level that is, is intimate, that no one can see, that no one can even perceive, but only the Holy Ghost can see on the inside of you and and examine what needs to be done. I'm going to shout at you for about 20 minutes here. Is that okay? Hallelujah. It is going to examine. We're going to look on the inward man. We're going to examine the inward man this morning. And what I want to do, the message of my title today, or the, the title of my message, if you will, write this down, Proving Pentecost. Next month, uh, Pastor Joel told me that you guys are going to begin a new series about the Holy Spirit, about Pentecost. And I was like, Pastor, I've got a message. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pr- prepare the people. Amen. Proving Pentecost. And this morning, what I want to do is I want to prepare the road ahead for what God is going to do this next month. And what I want to do is I want to prove, I want to examine if what is in you is not just the spring. Thank God for the spring of salvation. Thank God for the new birth. Thank God that he has taken the old man and has made him new. We're not just a renovation. We are made new. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. And so there is a spring. It is working on the inside of us, watering our soul, preparing us for that glorious day when we are raptured up and taken to heaven and experience what truth, what the, our salvation is, and the, the, incor- the corruptible making, me, me, being made incorruptible, right? Transformed. But what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about not the spring, I want to talk about the river. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the river. Come on now. Mm, our church, we got a Pentecostal church there in Brazil, man. Hallelujah. That river flowing on the inside, inside but out of us. A mighty river of the Holy Spirit. Not just to bless us four and no more, right? Not just us, our group, but our family, but to bless the world, to reach the world, to impact the world. Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't know if you know who that is. It sounds like a rapper, right? But it's not a rapper. Smith Wigglesworth, for this younger generation, if you don't know who they are, uh, who he is. Smith Wigglesworth once said, do not go to the world unless you have the power to change the world. 
And so we have been given a supernatural substance to change the world. In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, they were up in the upper room and they were waiting with expectation to receive the power of the Holy Ghost to go to the world and to transform the world as they had been transformed. And so there is a power, a wonder-working power on the inside of us. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to examine if you have the river, not just the spring. You know, we come into Christ, we've got the spring. But the Apostle Paul taught, and we see in, in the epistles, and we see in the, the, this, that there is more. It's the much more. It's the greater one living on the inside of us, right? The baptism of power for this very hour. That sounded very prophetic, right? The beginning of the year, right? Hallelujah. Isaiah 1, 18, if you will. Go there. Isaiah 1, 18 through 20. You guys already got the scripture. That's pretty, that's pretty high tech. We got to get this in Brazil, babe. They got scriptures. Amen. We don't have this yet in Brazil. Be praying for us. Amen. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. I love this. He says, he says, come now. Let us reason together. <laughs> now, I like that right there. He doesn't say, let us reason tomorrow. He says, let us reason now. Not next week, but right now. Let us reason now what he wants to do in us now. Let us reason what the word what the word has for us. Let's keep reading. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Although your sins are like scarlet, they will become as white as snow. Say amen. 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 Though they are red as crimson, they will be like wool. If you are willing, that's a very important part of the scripture. It says if you are willing and obedient, these are the stipulations, right? We must come in faith. We must come with expectation. Many people, you know, what is the will of God? Is the will of God for to heal me, is to save me? Yes, that is his will. The question is, are you willing to come to God? Are you willing to come and receive, hallelujah, the resurrection? Are you coming to receive the refreshing? He says, let us come, let us reason. And if you are willing and obedient, if you are willing, you will eat the best of the land. How many of you want to eat the best of the land? I want to. I want to eat the best of the land. He says, if you are willing, but if you continue reading, and this is the instruction of our Lord, and we're going to get to Pentecost here shortly. He says, but in verse, uh, where is that at? Verse 19, help me out here. 20, I don't have here. He says, verse 20, but if you resist and rebel, uh uh-oh, oh no, resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Now, we like to talk about the blessing, but let's talk about how to get to the blessing. Let's talk about how to get to that place through our willingness and our our obedience to receive. But the Bible says here, but if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord, so there's no running away from this, it is the truth. If we resist and rebel, we will be devoured, not by the sword that cuts and divides the word of God, but we will be devoured by the enemy. We'll be devoured, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So, you have two options this morning, okay? Two options. You can submit and be willing and be ready and receive your restoration, your resurrection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
If you resist and rebel, you don't receive nothing. So look at your neighbor and say, which one are you going to be today? Are you going to resist and rebel and receive nothing? Or are you going to be willing and obedient and come and receive what God has for us this morning? It's a loaded question. And I want to I wanna begin with that question because I could get up here and preach, I could teach, and I could prophesy. But if you are not willing to receive, you won't, you'll leave here the same way you came in. And I'm not the kind of minister where I'm like, okay, just come in, hear a good word, and then you go. No, you need to make a decision and say, oh, God, I need a transformation in my life this morning. I cannot go to my Monday, my Tuesday, my Wednesday again dry and empty. I must receive the refreshing river of the Holy Spirit. I need it for today. Now, we live in Brazil. We live in, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And it, let me tell you, it is like, it is the jungle. Every day we get up, we got to put on the armor of God and be like, I'm ready to go. I'm going to put this camera worker to, to, to work. I'm, I'm going over here. Go ahead. Okay. My wife's like, why are, you, why are you breathing so heavy after service? Because I did like 20 miles on the, pulp, on the stage. I just drank three espressos too as well. So I'm kind of, I'm jazzed right now. They have free coffee in this church. I'm going to go get me another coffee. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, you guys, this is amazing. Gosh, we have, we have so much to grow in our churches back in Brazil. Okay. What was I talking about? I forgot what I was saying. I got to get back to being more spiritual. Huh? Brazil. Oh, Brazil, you got to wake up in the morning and you're hearing gunshots. You know, everyone's like, I want to go to Brazil. Got the Christ Redeemer and, and the da, 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 you know, the music. No, we have gunshots and it's, it's, it's intense. And there's, there, we, we live in a city where, where every day I wake up, I have to make sure that I've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. That I'm not just going and be like, you know, I got to bring something that will transform my, my world. Bring hope, help, and healing to the world. Through, the, through the, the power that has the, the ability to transform the world. I'm not going to resist and rebel. No, I am going to be willing and ready to receive the refreshing, the refreshing power of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm, i got to jump ahead here. Let's go. Luke. No, John. No, Matthew. No, let's go to John. John chapter 7, verse 37. Let's, let's go here. i got another hour with you guys. Okay, here we go. Amen. Bible study with Joshua. John chapter 7, verse 37. Did you come to church this morning, okay? Amen. John 7, 37. Let's get into this. On the last day, say the last day. Now, we live in in the last days. I'm going to let you know that right now. If you didn't know that, now we're not in the tribulation. Let's make that clear. We're living trials and tribulations. Different thing, Okay. Trials and tribulations, momentary afflictions because of Satan, not because of God's judgment. We are living in a peculiar, peculiar date, peculiar days. Trials and tribulations. He says here, on the last day, at the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and he shouted in a loud voice to the crowd. Anyone who is thirsty may come. No. Jesus, he was, as, he was as Pentecostal as they come. He stood and he shouted and he said, anyone who is thirsty. Now, Jesus was not a passive, you know, la, la, la. The Bible says that the disciples looked at him and they saw the zeal. It says the zeal of the Lord consumed him. 
On the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted in a loud voice to the crowd, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who, who believes in me may come and drink. Immediately, this idea that God only wants to bless some and, bless, and not bless others is immediately eradicated because he says here, Anyone, anyone who comes, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. And I like he says, for the scriptures declare. Who, give, who cares about what man has to say? Who cares what philosophy has to say? Who cares what philosophical thought says that tries to separate and, separ, separate and segregate what God wants to do in man's life, humanity's life? God desires that all men come. Do all men come? No. But God wants all men to come. God wants all men to come. Jesus wants all men to come. And he says, for the scriptures declare. He just puts a stamp on it. I don't care what man says. The scriptures declare. The scriptures declare. Rivers of living water will flow from their hearts. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. Now, I don't know about you, but there is nothing more satisfying than to see the master in the Messiah, not ashamed to declare what the truth declares. He didn't beat around the bush. He said, this is what is written. This is what is declared. And he declared in John 10.10, if you, if you want to write that down, he says, although the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, God hasn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come... That they, who are they, anyone who believes, right, may have life in life more abundantly. So in this moment, the, the climax of the festival, Jesus is there. And, and he, he declares with this victorious voice over the saints and the sinners alike. You better believe he, he is there ready to pour out abundance. 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 And we must be as bold as Jesus was. If Jesus was willing to declare a prophetic truth that was still to come, we must be willing as the saints and even as sinners as well to say, if he's willing, I am willing too. If I'm a sinner, I'm willing to come. If I'm a saint, I'm willing to come. Oh, I just made the baby cry. I'm sorry. I must be willing to come. I must be willing to come. Regardless of what the critics say, regardless of what the chaos says, I must rise in this moment in, in the, the 10 o'clock service and make a decision, an obedient and willing decision to say, I need some abundance to pour in my life this morning. That if the master is promising rivers, I need a river in me. I need a river in me. Now, I, re I realize this. I know I look like I should be selling cars in Miami, okay? Okay? My wife said, Joshua, don't wear the gold chain because you might scare him, okay? So I, I didn't wear the gold chain today. But even though I, I look, you know, I, I look like I got, you know, he's, he's relevant. I realize that relevancy means nothing over revival. I need revival. I need the word and the spirit to resurrect me in this hour, in these last days, in these difficult times.
to receive what comes from revival, river, restoration, resurrection. Any other R's? You got any other R's in there? <laughs> Restitution. Yeah, I already said that. I'm like a thesaurus up here. Anyone. Anyone who comes. And we must shout as Jesus shouted. Well, ah, that's not my, I'm, I'm too dignified. What? If Jesus was willing to shout, I'm a, the saints should shout too. Come on now. Because if you don't shout, the rocks will cry out. I don't need no rock to cry out for me. I will use my mouth. I will open my mouth and say, Jesus Christ, I need you today, tomorrow, and until you come back. Woo. Oh, uh-oh. Mm. You throw an organ on that and we're going to have a service today. Come on now. Yes. Oh, that is dangerous. Okay, I'm not a singer, but that's good. Anyone who is thirsty may come. Anyone who believes may come and drink. Just say drink. I say, I'm going to drink today. Now, I've never touched wine. I've never touched alcohol. One time at a Christmas, I didn't know it was wine. I didn't know it was champagne. I, my wife and I always have this argument because I'm more pure than she is. She, she had a season, you know. It was just a season. Pray for her. No, I'm just kidding. Now I have, I have, I have, I have never drank, I've never had, you know, alcohol and things like that. But, you know, when the Bible says drink, we ought to drink. Drink, 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 drink. Drink, 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 drink. Hallelujah. Drink, drink, drink. When we begin to drink heavenly substance, Heavenly operation begins to flow through us. Heavenly manifestations begin to flow through us. And we live, we're living in hellish times, but when you drink what heaven has to offer, you will live in heavenly habitations. You will, you will float and be like, what? No matter what comes, I'm good. <laughs> no matter what comes, I'm good. And people will say, are you drunk? I'm drunk, but not as you suppose. I am full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Brother Hagen once said, if faith is not taught, faith will be lost. I believe the same thing about the move of the Spirit, too. If we don't teach the move of the Spirit, it will be lost. And more than ever, more than ever in this hour, we need what, 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 what Pentecost had to provide. We need it more than ever. We need it more than ever. I'm never going to get through this message. Amen. It's all good, right? And if you look at the prophetic timeline... That the Bible presents to us. I love, I study eschatology. I love eschatology, the study of end times prophecy. We see, the Bible is very clear. Jesus said through Revelation in chapter 2 and 3, we see that Jesus paints this picture that as time goes on, it will not get better. <laughs> it's actually going to, whoop, it's going to get worse. But we don't need to be afraid. Because I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. From, a, from a, the apostolic age to the age of apostasy, there will be a spiritual decline. And if the church doesn't step into the supernatural, they will decline with it. And so if we are going to survive this era, the church age, within this time and this dispensation, we need to be, we need to be full of what the, the apostolic age was full of. The power of God. Full of the river. Full of new wine for a new time. Hallelujah. 
For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from their hearts. Jesus was not interested in what commentaries or commentators had to say. He was more focused on what the scriptures said. And the scriptures declared the time had come. The time was coming for a river to flow. Now, if you're wondering what's happening in this moment, John chapter 7, 37, Jesus was observing the multitudes that were coming to Jerusalem at this time. They were filling the streets. They were celebrating a seven-day feast. Now, I'm not like a theologian when it comes to like Israelology or anything like that. So if you, if you know this better than I do, just correct me after service, okay? But the Jews were coming and they were celebrating this feast called the, the Feast of Tabernacles. And when they would come, it was a, a seven-day feast where they would celebrate, the Jews were celebrating what had happened in the desert. You know, they had been freed from the, the grips of, of Egypt, from Pharaoh. And they were, they were wandering through the desert. And as they, first, when they crossed the Red Sea, the waters parted and they walked through the Red Sea. While they were in the deserts, obviously God gave uh, direction to Moses to build the tabernacle, temporary establishment. That was to be a place where the glory of God would come and it would meet with man. Moses, right? He was the one. And so the Jews were celebrating God's holy dwelling place, the temporary tabernacle in the desert. And so here the Jews are celebrating this festival of God dwelling with men. And one of the primary elements of their celebratory rituals was this, the use of, of water and of fire. Fire and water, right? The water representing the Red Sea, the fire representing the Shekinah glory, the glory of God to the Jews. And once again, the fire represented the pillar of fire in the desert. And again, the water was their liberation from Egypt. And so in this, in this celebratory, in this, the, the, the rituals of their worship, they would pour the water from the, uh, from the, from the entry of the... Oh, man, you're going to have to help me out in Portuguese. I forgot the word in English the temple, and they would pour the water and they would prepare it and they would get to the brazen altar and they would pour the water upon the coals that were sitting there. And as they poured the water on the, on the coals, this smoke would rise. And Jesus is there observing the people in their programs. And Jesus is watching and he's like, man. And the Bible says they came day after day and they kept on coming but they would leave empty, dry, nothing there, nothing being produced in the rituals of their worship. And if you back up just a little bit in John 7, 1 through 10, we don't have time to get through that. We see that Jesus, the man, didn't want to go to the festival. He said, I'm not going. I'm not going. He told his brothers, we're not going. The brother's like, hey, Jesus, if you're really the Messiah, you know, they're, they're being sarcastic like siblings are. You know, I come back to the United States, my, my family, they don't see Josh the pastor. They see Josh the son. My mom still says, go clean your room. I'm like, mom, I don't got a room here. She said, go clean something. <laughs> right? Your family may not believe in your call, but you're called and you got to keep, you, my, my, my mom is saved, okay? So don't, you don't worry about that. But they didn't believe in Jesus. They are in him, in him as the Messiah. Later they did, obviously. And so he says, I'm not going. I'm not going. You go. But then the Spirit leads Jesus. He ends up going to the festival. And at the climax of this festival, Jesus stands up 
And in a moment, he, he is so zealous he, because Jesus, is, he's, he's been baptized with the Holy Spirit. That happened at the beginning of his ministry, right? He is full of the Spirit. He came out of the desert full of the Spirit. When you are filled with the Spirit, there's two different categories. There's the empty and there's the filled. The filled will rise up and they will allow the Spirit to drive them into accomplishing the call of God upon their life. The empty, if they're willing and obedient to come to receive, they will be filled. So wherever you are this morning, filled or empty, you still have to come. You still got to come. I got to wrap this up. I got to wrap this up. So here at the climax of the festival, just like we are at the climax of time, more than ever, more than ever, revival must supersede relevancy. And we must seek for refreshing baptism of the Spirit to plunder hell and populate heaven. Let me give you a couple points here. In one minute, I'm going to hyperdrive this. Number one, write this down. Write this down. Three principles that will prove Pentecost within you. The next service, I'm just going to go until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, okay? Number one, we must respond with repentance. What? What? Repentance, yes. Repentance will restore the right. Write that down. Put on a t-shirt, sell it, okay? Just give me 10%, okay? Repentance will restore the right. On the day of Pentecost, when Peter rose up full of the Holy Ghost, he told the people, because they asked, and they were willing and obedient, not all, but some, 3,000 of them, said, what must we do? And he says, you must repent. Repentance will restore the right. Number two, write this down. We must break off the burden. Now, I'm not going to preach that one because I'm going to preach it in the next service. You're just going to have to come back. Break off the burden. Number three, I must foster the fire. There must be a fostering on the inside of me. I must stir up the Spirit of God on the inside of me. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, don't forget, stir up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Just stir it up. If you don't got it, you're going to get it. If you got it, stir it up. Are you with me? Stand up, if you will. Come on, that was the quickest message I've ever preached in my life. Wow, praise the Lord. It was good, though. You with me now? Hallelujah. We're going to take a moment to pray. And we're going to pray for three things. Number one, salvation. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's your day. (laughs) If you need to come back to Jesus, today's your day. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, today is your day. What a day it is. You're going to get what you came here for, amen? And you're going to walk out full of victory. Not the victim. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. Praise the Lord Almighty. We're going to say a prayer. Uh, pastor Luke, I'm not sure. Are you, you're a pastor, right? Come here, Pastor Luke. He introduced himself as Luke. And I was like, bro, you're Bishop Luke. Come here. <laughs> pastor Luke is going to pray with us. And we, he is going to give an invitation, salvation, rededication, baptism of the Spirit. And if that's you today, I want you to just willingly come and receive fresh in the name of Jesus. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for this wonderful time together. Pastor, if you will.